<laughs> we had a, a rash of those robberies when I was in anti-crime and housing on the west side. Like three Chinese takeout places all within, and they would call up and they'd order like $50 worth of food. Oh no, bring change of a hundred. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. After. That, that was the next thing. It, the poor guy would come with the two shopping bags, you know, filled with chicken and fries, that's right. you know, ketchup and hot sauce. And you know... Uh, I wish I had some of that right now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he'd get bopped over the head. They'd take the food, take the money, and, so, and this was going on and on and on. Welcome back to Police Off the Cuff. Bill, what episode is this? Shit, I think this is... Um, Come on, every day you call me up and tell me what episode This is going to be 22 and 23. So this isn't going to show until July. Okay. Yeah, so we have Irma. It's going to be 18 and 19. Uh-huh. Eric Irma, Reynolds Irma. is going to be 20 and 21. Homicide. Right. Scott Wagner will be 22 and 23. Who was the one before Scott? Was Eric Reynolds. Oh, okay. That's a Central Park Five. Yeah, and then we should be international podcast stars. It's, it's exploding. We're about to hit. You know, before we start, I just want to say that uh, <laughs> we've, we've both been getting a lot of feedback from um, uh, a lot of positive feedback. He, in the form of emails and a lot of uh, Facebook messages. And to those who reached out and said how much they enjoy the show, I just want to say thank you. Um, so you know far, who we're for? We're for that guy in a radio car driving in the hood uh-huh. who's listening to police off the cuff and it's given him hope in his and somebody life. Mentioned, somebody <laughs> mentioned that uh, it, it was interesting to hear a guest. You know, everybody's got a big fan of Dan Bibb now. They'd like to hear a guest that wasn't... Um, Actually, a cop, but yeah. from uh, you know he was a district attorney. So to hear other, the other side of it, or other sides of it, um, people have been saying that was really interesting too. So we're going to try to expand it and get you know people that were involved in law enforcement. How about and all the, the precinct uh, broom? Should we get him? That would be a great one, man. <laughs> that would be a great. I wonder one. if cops also, today uh, know who the broom is. You think they still use that term? Uh, well, we got to <laughs> we covered a whole bunch of those terms couple of episodes uh before I, I wanted to say one more thing before we bring on our guest uh oh the, the fact that you called me <laughs> you know this is a cool thing about uh this is why i love working with bill because we are the exact opposite people you know what i'm saying like a lot of people say i'm really laid back you know what i'm saying i'm just like i just cruise along man uh maybe the, the, the pot has a lot to do with it but i don't know man i just chill man and then the, the bill is like he calls me up where are, it's 12 45 I'm, I'm getting off the exit where are you i'm like i'm right here man he goes oh, all right because it's 12 50 i'm like no it's 12 45 oh yeah you're right i said bill relax you're chomping at the bit i could see you man he gets all pumped up he gets psyched man and he, wa- and he walked in and i had his tea ready for him like a little bitch i handed him his tea <laughs> <laughs> but you know what it is? It's, it, you need that balance, man. I think we've got a good thing guess, working. Yeah. And uh, thanks once again, thanks for all the positive feedback that we've been getting. It's really much appreciated, and your suggestions are welcome. And on that note, what I want to do is uh, I want to uh, welcome in our guest. Uh, he's been uh, he's been highly touted by Bill. Bill, why don't you introduce him? You know, you know him uh, okay. for a while now. Uh, today, I'm going to introduce Scott Wagner. He actually worked with me when I got transferred to the Two Three Squad in 1997. And um, he's an excellent detective. He's a hostage negotiator. And 
when he saw me posting this stuff on LinkedIn, I could see he was hinting that he wanted to be on the show. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He, he loved the show too much that he uh-huh. wanted to be on it. So I said, Scott, let me find your day, and I'll get you a date, and we're going to have you on. Anyway, uh, welcome, Scott Wagner. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> What's up, buddy? I feel like I know you already. I feel like I know you, too. <laughs> you're like my type of dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, as soon as you, you know when you go to a party, and you're going to grab your tape with somebody? You know what I'm saying? He's like, all right, that guy looks like I could have, like, somebody hang I know, out with him. Somebody I know from the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Where'd you grow up, Scott? Brooklyn. I, uh, what part of Brooklyn? I grew up uh, in Crown Heights, Bed-Stuy area. Uh-huh. Uh, the 7-1. And uh, we were like the What last. year was that? I mean, well, how old are you? I'm 61. Oh, yeah, you look yeah. good. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Be, you I'm straight. Doing... I'm straight, though. So. Were you the nice Jewish boy mean? with the warehouse in Crown Heights? <laughs> no. We, you know, it's funny. To this day, uh, you know, of course, I have a Puerto Rican wife, which, you know, par for the course. But... You what know, are you? You Irish? No, I'm Jewish. Oh, you Jewish? Yeah. 100%? 100. All right. Cut and everything. Cool. I could see you and Andrew uh, he, <laughs> were bonding. each other. You were bonding. Yeah. You knew right it's away. It's a secret handshake. <laughs> but, Did you uh, know John Fish? No. Yeah, he was. Uh, I went no. to the academy with him. He got every Friday and Saturday off. No, I wasn't. Uh, no. <laughs> you didn't go through with it? You no, because you know what? It's funny. Like To this day, uh, my oldest daughter has an apartment in Borough Park. Uh-huh. Actually, right around the corner from the 6-6. Can't be in a safer neighborhood. And uh, she'll call me up and she'll say, well, what's going on? Is, is everyone out? Is, what holidays? I don't know. They took me off the email list. They took me off. You know, uh-huh. They don't text me anymore. I don't know. Oh, oh, you you know, I have no idea. Uh-huh. You know, alternate sites suspended. Okay, that's, that's, that's <laughs> you know, it's good enough for me. I, like I said, I was raised. I was with the Hebrew school, uh-huh. reluctantly, uh, Bar Mitzvah. And uh-huh. then that was it. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of um, a lot of my comedian friends. They they are not they're, they're Jewish, but they don't practice, I guess, that much. Almost the same way anybody else would be. My wife is Jewish. Uh huh. I wanted to pick a good earner when uh-huh. I got married. Yeah, you know? it's, it's the funny thing too. With, with my wife, you know, um, one of her friends had said, to her, "Oh, you're lucky you're marrying a you know a Jewish guy," and she says, "Really? Why?" And she said, "She said, well, you know, the money." He says, "Cop." <laughs> what money? <laughs> if there's a fallback somewhere, you see, you gotta have a fallback. Government, it doesn't work out. You're in a tight spot. You could open, ma. No, like I said, we weren't on the list. You were supposed, to be, supposed to be. You know, you're supposed to be entrepreneurial, just in your blood. When yeah, you're Jewish. In your blood, well, huh? like I said, growing up where I grew up, uh-huh. you know, uh, all my friends were black and Puerto Rican. Uh-huh. And basically, I was like an honorary member. Uh-huh. You know, uh, I'm not going to lie. I carried a gun when I was 15. Yeah. You know, it's uh, on the bottom of Prestwick Park Lake. On this show, we call that strapped. You were yeah. strapped all the time. Well, <laughs> we called it other things, but uh, it was one of those things that you had to do to survive. So what year were we talking about? Well, we got out of there. What, what, what year uh, did you graduate high school, for example? 75. All right, so in 1975, before I was still that, there. you were 15, 16 years old. You were probably walking around. Like when I was in a story, we used to play that game. What the fuck are you looking at, right? Well, it was... You, you play that game? Well, the whole thing was... The good part about it was in the neighborhood became a, a big influx of West Indians. Uh-huh. And in the West Indian community, they looked down on the American blacks. Because uh-huh. these guys had, you know, jobs, a lot of jobs. They uh-huh. would hustle, you know, and they wanted to make a better life. The same thing when uh, the Puerto Ricans started coming into the neighborhood uh-huh. and, uh, and taking over the candy stores and opening up bodegas. Uh-huh. Uh, 
they would work 17, 18 hours a day and, and make a life for themselves. And the good thing was it took the heat off of me because if the, you know, the Haitians or Jamaicans are fighting the other black kids, they're leaving me alone. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so, and, you know, I gravitated towards the Puerto Rican kids. What high school More. did you go to? Brooklyn Tech. I was smart at one oh, time. Yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> if I didn't play football, I'd still be there. Is that the well, rambling wreck from Brooklyn Tech? Played, we were talking before. You said you, you played. No, uh, I, I uh, had you a, f- a football player? Yeah. What position? Defensive tackle. Oh, yeah, huh? Yeah. What I are you, had, like 6'2"? I'm 6'2", yeah. Probably back, especially back then before I was the roids, you were, you were a big 40. guy. Yeah. Before the roids, you mean? Well, he was uh, you know, as far as <laughs> predominantly in sports, yeah. you know, that was like the late, the late seventies, uh, early eighties. Like you that. said, you, you, your your coach said to you, "You run like you hate the ground." I love no, that. The earth. That was a good line. Oh, the earth. I love yeah. that one. <laughs> that was he beautiful. He used to tell me, "Don't trip over the lines on the court, like the basketball." <laughs> <You> <laughs> the basketball court, like don't trip over the, the lines. He used to tell me. That's no, a great see, line, man. He used to put me in the game just to get like to hack up the other guy. <laughs> like yeah, I used yeah. to go with. I used to pick up four fouls in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was given. I was a third string center. I used to give the two guys. Well, whoever was starting that particular game a break. <laughs> And I used to like kind of sort of beat up the other center a little bit, That's you know, good. hit him on his hands when he's trying to shoot, like you know, scare him. Yeah. <laughs> that was my job. Did you so, speak Spanish to him? You're fluent, right? I speak a little Spanish, but I thought you, you were know, fluent. I can speak street Spanish. Mario Benet. Well, Mario, Mario Benet. Mario well, Benet. I, I, I can, listen. I speak good enough. Like I can get over. Okay, you could buy drugs and get light. Yeah, like <laughs> the same way you could probably. You know, I I know some Hebrew, by the way. Well, I know one word, Machberet. And you know how I know that? Because uh, when I, w- I went to Queensborough Community College, and uh, we ha- we were online back then. When you used to register for a class, it wasn't online. You did. I mean, you actually stood online. It right. wasn't like yeah. you weren't doing it on the computer. And um, we, w- we had to pick a language. So the rabbi comes over. He goes, "Hey, why don't you try?" Uh, we were on the line for Spanish. He goes, "Why don't you try taking Hebrew?" I said, oh, "I'm sorry, man. I'm not Jewish, Rabbi." He goes, "You don't have to be Jewish. Come." And it's gonna. I already know. He goes, listen, take my class. If you don't want to come all the time, you don't have to come. I said, how often do I have to come? He goes, ah, you know, you come once in a while. <laughs> so I took me and my friend Pete, uh, Paul Bustle, and we took Hebrew one and two. I got a, I got a C and a D and a D, in the Hebrew one and two. If you will. <laughs> and we all we used to do is come out of the cold. So I used to show up there with like, um, you know, nothing. You know, no pen, no paper, nothing. <laughs> Just go sit in the class to get out of the cold. You know, and he used to go, Mayo, where's your Mach Barrett? And I was like, ah, oh, I don't know. I forgot in the car, Rabbi. <laughs> Did you have to wear a yarmulke to class or no? No, no, no. But the, we, they had this one cool day. Because yours would have been up about this high in the they air. Had, uh, the cool day was when they brought the food. Every year he put out a spread. You know, the locks, the bagels. It was nice. Hummus. Well, yeah, it was all chips. of it. That's how we got introduced to uh, corned beef and all that stuff. From the rabbi, wow. he's a good dude. But see, like my son, uh, he calls himself a Jew-Yurican. How, how old is he? He's 18. Oh, really? I got a 19-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. Keep him away from her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's good. Believe me, he's good. But he's a, he's a ball player. Uh, what uh, does he play? Baseball. baseball. My son played baseball, yeah. too. And uh, this baseball is going to be my better, first... better go to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be my first summer in maybe 13 years that I'm not spending being a baseball dad. Because yeah. he's taking the summer off, and how many kids you got? I, he's my blood Theo. son, and I have three stepchildren. Okay, my oldest is. Because you had him late. What did you have him like? Forty-one, right? Forty. Oh, I had him at forty-three. Yeah, uh, but my wife had three children, mm-hmm. and 
I took on responsibility. Believe me, there were interventions that were going on <laughs> in my office. I mean, uh-huh. you would you would have thought I was strung out, you know, the way they were. How old were the kids when you guys uh, got well, together? Well, they were 11, my son, and uh, the girls were 7 and 5. Wow. So uh, my wife and I are together over 25 years. They're my kids. And my oldest is uh, on the job now. Oh, really? Yeah. Is he, he a fan, is he a fan of police off the I, cuff? I've been <laughs> indoctrinating him <laughs> to ter- tell everybody, big flyers up, hand them out. He's Where in the 9 The 9 Yeah, he wanted it. Uh, I still got a couple of hooks. So uh, I was uh, he has rabbis that he don't even know about, uh-huh. that he doesn't even know their names. That's a good hook to have on the job, the rabbi. No, no, I'm not talking about a real rabbi. Rabbi He's as, in, as a form of expression. Oh, okay. Yeah, hooks okay. So looking out for you. It's still really good to have a rabbi, though. Yeah. But he's got... He's got, got a rabbi hooks. that recommends you. Like, you go wherever you want. Well, yeah, the, sure. the head uh, of the head chaplain mm-hmm. is this guy, Rabbi Blank, who was the housing mm-hmm. chaplain. And he's the head of all the chaplains. He has a three-star He's a three Well, you are in housing, right? Let's go back. Uh, let's backpedal a little bit okay. and talk about... Uh, let's talk about police work. Yeah, well, you... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so you, you you went to college, right? Because I know no, you played I did. football. Well, this is what happened. I had a full belt at Temple. That well, then, and then you hurt your then knee. I, yeah, I broke my knee in a playoff game my senior year. So, uh, yeah, so everything went out the window because it all was contingent on health. You know, even yeah. if you're a pro and you, you get a knee injury, mm-hmm. you know, your value is cutting it. Yeah. Uh, so... So I then, didn't well, know what you I was going Well, what I did was, yeah, you know, I went to New York City community oh, for, right. you know, hung out for a year. Community and college, thirteenth hmm? grade. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, I played semi-pro for a couple of teams, uh-huh. and uh, then uh, I had a someone was talking about walk-on tryouts at Hofstra for the Jets. Uh-huh. So I said, "What the hell? Let me give it a shot." And uh, I went out there. And um, I made the practice squad. So your knee got better? Oh, yeah. It, it, it healed right. well. And, of course, you know, they used to shoot me up a cortisone. I wore the, what they call the Lennox Hill brace, which was the, actually the orthopedist who operated on Joe Namath for years, mm-hmm. kept him going, was yeah, the one who invented knees, it. Joe Namath, man. Yeah, he had like seven oh, operations. But this guy kept him playing. And uh, that's because of that I was able to get on the job. Because uh, automatic disqualification was cartilage removal, and um, you know from I had, the job you mean? Yeah, and uh, I asked for an appeal, and the doctor was very nice about it. But he said, "Son, it's it's written here, black and white. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cartilage removal, whether it's from your knee or hip or shoulder, mm-hmm. it's automatic." You know, I said, "Can I appeal?" He goes, "You can if you want." Mm-hmm. So I called Nichols, who was the orthopedist from the Jets, and I called uh, my orthopedist, and they got the medical records, and they came down to rep me. Mm-hmm. And they went in. I sat on the bench outside, you mm-hmm. know. Waiting to get in the game. freaking out. And they were in there for about a half hour, and they come out, and both of them are smiling. And my doctor shakes my hand, my orthopedist. And, yeah, uh, but you're a big, young, strapping guy anyway. It I mean, doesn't matter. The, no, I know. You I know it doesn't matter. That affliction. If you so, look at what's going on in the academy right oh, now. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> it's there. It's you're a former sad. football player. But, again, they, Where'd you go? Where, where'd you go? Uh, when, so you, now you're able, you're able to get in the academy. Well, they made me sign a waiver okay. that I couldn't use it, that knee for three quarters <clears> unless I was to get shot in it or something like that. Oh, all right. So, I, you know, I, I, it was good. 
You said you were you went into the academy, and then when you was it you were a part yeah. of the. Uh, it was broken up, right? It was housing. Well, see, in those days, what year was this? It, in, I came off the seventy nine list. Seventy nine. Wow. And it's a long time. And uh, thanks. And it is. <laughs> no, some people it say. Is. If you well, you know, think so about, I, I graduated high school the same year as him, seventy five. Oh, really? Yeah. I wrote. I read it somewhere that says uh, uh, there's like a meme that if if somebody asks you, you know, you think uh, the seventies are thirty years ago. Right? Don't you think that? But it's not. I know. I know. It's, un- it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's You're right. Like 40, 45 I years know. ago. I know. It was 30 years ago yeah. one time. I know. But so um, I'm coming up to my 50 year high school wow. reunion soon. Well, you too, 75. Yeah. 2025. Believe me, I, I don't want to go back. I know. 2025. <laughs> that's unbelievable, right? It is. It's sad. It's scary. It's scary. When I see my, like I said, when I see my oldest son, you know, and he was in the academy and I went, I got to, you know, Pin his shield on him, mm-hmm. you know, and you know it's funny. They, you know, I called the shield desk. I wanted him to have my shield number, uh, which was two one eight five, but it was a housing shield. See, I we merged after I already became a detective, mm-hmm. so my shield number doesn't register. There's no lineage for my cop shield number. Right. So I make a couple of calls and I find out that it's out there. And this kid in the 6-7 has it. So I call the admin lieutenant in the 6-7, and I, I talk to him, and he puts me in touch with the guy. Nicest kid in the world. Mm-hmm. Nice guy, two years, two and a half years on a job. Perfect gentleman. He says, sir, he keeps calling me sir. I said, please, don't, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. He says, so, sir, if, if that was your shield number and you want your son to have it, I'll give it up in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was so touched by that. I mean, yeah. he's not asking. That's nice because you know something. I think you feel personally attached nah, to your shield. Oh, I do. But it's, it's, no, but, but you do. But the way he said it, I wouldn't have wanted to give up my shield. Yeah, me neither. You know why? Because now you got to remember another one. <laughs> but, but the way <laughs> no, but shield, someone come to me. I had two or three years, and they said, "No, you know hard it took me my to like, <laughs> this one." My father killed a polar bear wearing that shield. <laughs> I'm like, "Fuck uh, him! I want it's my shield." But the funny thing is, again, the kid was so willing to do it. Yeah, that was nice. And he said, "If my father." If I was in that situation, I would expect someone to do it for me. I was like, wow, this 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 it's a good kid. It's a yeah, good kid. You know, you want Hebrew words? I mean, yeah, obviously, he was a mensch. He's a yeah. mensch. Yeah. Okay. I like yeah. that. I like that, I like man. So now, Andrew's getting these tears <laughs> running down Andrew's eyes. <laughs> so now, you know, I call the shield desk, and uh, I get uh, who? It's like an acronym. Uh, I get Shirley at the shield desk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, use your imagination about Shirley. Shirley's got the long fingernails just to dial the phone with a pen, yeah, yeah, a pencil. You know, uh, she's in a bad mood all the time. <laughs> uh, Takes a know. lot of breaks. Yeah, <laughs> moves any slower, she'd be Comes going backwards. Comes in 15 minutes Reverse. late, goes yeah. to breakfast. Yeah. Worse than DMV. And anyway, uh, Shirley answers the phone, and I tell her, this is the situation. And I said, the, the admin lieutenant uh, is, is, is with it. Uh, you uh-huh. know. I said, it's just a 49. You know, for those who don't know, it's just the two from right. you know, the police department saying, you know, from this cop, I'm willing to you know, trade shield numbers or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And uh, a 49 from... For $1,000. <laughs> <laughs> and a, and a, a player to be named later. That's right. <laughs> you know? and, uh, and what happened? Nothing. They wouldn't do it. They just wouldn't do it. They gave me every excuse in the world. He's already been assigned a shield. So oh, f- switch uh-huh. it. It's white out. You just got to white it out. Switch it. No, couldn't do it. But ironically, his shield is a five-digit shield, but it has my shield number in it. 
Oh, okay. I don't want to give out his shield number. But so it all worked out then? Yeah. It, 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 so he starts his own, <laughs> but my detective shield's on hold. That's uh, definitely on hold. You know, because even my uh, my youngest son has aspirations. It's great that your son um, follows your footsteps on the job. I if don't he, know if I'd want my kids on the job. Well, but he, if he would have listened to me uh-huh. 11 years ago, they were calling him. He was 12 credit shy. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, I got you. You're at home. Nonsense. I got you. What a waste of you time. Know? Yeah. I said, even his girlfriend at the time, we don't have to go out to dinner. We got to bust it out. I said, the refrigerator's full of food. I uh-huh. got you. Mm-hmm. He'd be definitely be a sergeant or a lieutenant by now. Uh-huh. He'd have the 20 and out. He'd, or he'd have a gold shield by now. That was the name of Mark's show, 20 and out. <laughs> <laughs> but yep. now he's got to do 22 and a half. He came on at yeah, 33. Yeah, what are you going to do? It is what it is. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. But he's happy. He's, Phil, he's how come doing your, the job. Your sons never went on the job. You know, it's funny, man. Neither one of my sons wanted any part of it, and that's I. You know, I thought my oldest would have been interested, and he's actually going for his master's degree in international security. But neither one of them wanted to come on the job. But he's uh, interested in some form of law yeah, some form of law enforcement. But he worked for the Westchester DA's office for a while oh. as an investigative analyst, and but. He has no interest in coming on the job. Did you have cops in your family? My father and my brother. Yeah. Really? Was that yeah. the editor yeah. one? Uh, no, Jake. The, well, the youngest one, Jake, forget it. Jake's fl- he's been to Paris seven times. He's mm. flown in private jets with celebrities. He's going nowhere near the police uh. department. <laughs> <laughs> he's an assistant film editor right now. That was the yeah. first one in my family. Yeah. yeah, me too. My father, he wasn't a big fan of the police. No. As a matter of fact, on his deathbed, he said, my you are next, because that's my real name. <laughs> He goes, uh, I always hated the police, but I loved you. <laughs> That's nice. That doesn't even a beautiful father-son yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he used to tell me, whenever I see the police, I walk across the street. <laughs> but he's a dark-skinned Dominican, you know? And he went through a... He was uh, the city college and then radicalized at, oh at, um, at a young age. Right what year there. did he come here? 1964. Oh, so he was right in the thick of the... Yeah, movement. man. Yeah, they were, he was um, he was in all of it. He, I used to, my earliest recollections of with uh, hanging out with my dad was we used to go hang up posters of Lenin in the subway. As not, in, not Mar- John as in Marx Lenin. and Lenin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about Vladimir Lenin, Marx's, the Bolshevik. Marx's yeah, yeah. partner. <laughs> he used to have the glue and he used to have these little posters and for the meetings and he used to go and I used to be his lookout and I hated the fact he that he the put me through that because this used to scare the, the shit out of me. Communist Manifesto, right? That's what he wrote. Well, yeah, I, you whatever you mean, what Lennon shit. wrote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I was talking about they'd have these meetings, I guess, and he was promoting the meetings the same way we, I, we, I guess, we do comedy in a way. <laughs> but back then, instead of you know putting a flyer on Facebook, you have to. That's what they call post no bills. You ever see that sign? <laughs> yeah, yeah, post yeah, no sure. bills. Yeah, so that's what, that's me and my dad. I wonder what it would have been like to have social media as a kid. Nah, I'm no. happy we didn't. Man. I'm glad we didn't I'm because so we, happy we grew didn't. up normal. Oh my God, what a pain I'm so in scared ass. of 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 what's coming. I love. Yeah, I look at my every single outdoors. one of us right now is addicted to it because you're addicted to your phone, right? Yeah, it's like your right hand. Yeah, yeah if you don't leave, if, at the end of your right hand is going to be your phone. Yeah. There's some point, and water it's, it's and like, water. We carry water <laughs> with us. Uh-huh. But what are you going to have in a backpack with a straw right by your? Uh, your mouth, yeah, you're not we going to be kids, able to breathe the air. When we were kids, we didn't walk around with water? No. No. Even in the academy. Do you know the, if you're in the academy right now, they give you uh, your own little bottle of water and has your name on it. Are and you when kidding? you go to the gym, everybody has their own water. 
Can That's you imagine that? I, I can't imagine that, man. I could. You know, you know first of all, I used to be doing that run, especially when it came up you the know, first in the morning, and in the water. The, and these guys never met Skippy. Do you remember Skippy? Oh, yeah, yeah, Skippy. Did yeah. you? Were you on the job when Skippy was there? Yeah, Skippy was the guy. The final he, medical. Yeah, yeah. Final that guy medical. was a fucking legend in the NYPD. He called everybody Skippy. And That's for the psychological, the Skippy, they had the right? little lady. Remember the little lady? Oh, good. Uh, I, I feel like there was cameras in the room there, oh and they used God. to watch you. And if you said something, um, I, I think that's how you, they, they psyched you out. You didn't get the, who you didn't was get the? Because again, I went to the housing academy. I didn't go to the PD academy, but there was a legendary uh, was Go Al Gote, Al Gote, yeah, who was like. Why does the, that name sound familiar? He was a gym instructor. Yeah. But he was like he was from housing too. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I no, think no. Gote no. was. Oh, no, he was, he was a cool dude, right? But he, he was, was like a karate expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was cool. Yeah. He was some degree, and and if you yeah, if you he, messed with him, he'd take your thumb and put you on the ground. Yeah, he was like think a jujitsu or something yeah. because he actually went to a courtroom, a case one time, and um, they were trying to call uh, nunchucks a deadly weapon. Uh-huh. And he demonstrated them in court and like practically destroyed the <laughs> desk with them. And they said, I think they are deadly weapons. Yeah. Uh-huh. After oh, cool, he demonstrated man. them. You no, know, he was one of those guys whose hands were registered kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. He was a cool dude. You know, but the funny thing is now about the academy, I remember we had a swim. Oh, yeah, I remember we that. That was fun. We I never even fun. got into the damn pool. No, but, but you see guys it, it, my size, and they get in the water. They can't swim. It's the funniest thing ever. No, but the, they have to save they have them. To that they, little, need, uh, they need lifeguards. You know, was it that, that circle thing? The life Oh, that. Oh, they used to have like a pole, a stick. Yeah. And they used to stick it in the water, yeah. and they used to have to hold on to the yeah. stick and, and use hey, the other arm. This isn't Navy SEAL training. Oh, my God. But we had to be certified in like water rescue, like how to you know hold the guy up and all of that. And I'm saying my godson was on the was on the job, and then uh, he got uh, inadvertently jammed up with the summons thing in the Bronx. Yeah, uh, and he was nine away from sergeant. I got him in the Yankee Stadium detail. He was doing great, and uh, he just got so disgusted because they put him on the ES probation. They they told him he has got to make sergeant. Nine names. That's a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Nine names, and. Uh, Again, he had a BA. You know, this he was he was the real deal, mm-hmm. and he decided I'm going to be a fireman. Oh, so he became a fireman. He can't swim. Now, how can you be a firefighter? And he can't swim. I don't know. And I, they I, don't they don't do it in the academy. I mean, I could be wrong here, but I think firemen go into fires, right? <laughs> yeah, but they also do water rescue and well, they got the fire boats. What if the water <laughs> starts building up in the room they're in? Though. They no, but also it. they go on the ice. I think and the they, main thing, know, though, is yeah, the fire. Is to put out the fire. Yeah, if you can go into the fire, fuck the swimming, though. <laughs> I'm not going in there. Oh. It's so weird, man, because, like, every job description, you know, there's certain things. We talked about this last week, I think. You know, sometimes you talk to a teacher and you find out what they have to go through or a nurse. You're like, man, I don't know how you could do that job. It's so hard. And then, uh, same thing, like, people look at us and, like, firemen. I took that test. I, I, I did too. I, I dropped right out. In hindsight, out. it was better off that I, you know, that I had to stay in the PD because I don't think I could go in a fire, man. I'll tell you yeah, a funny story. I should chicken out. It's not funny, but it, it's true. People uh, have to chicken out. No, but this is what happened. I, <laughs> I got called for the fire department right away, uh-huh. immediately. It, it was it seemed like maybe within two weeks of taking the test. Again, these were all 79 tests. I mean, we even went, my friends, out to Jersey to take the state trooper exam. And then they brought out the guy that looked like the, the Swedish guy from Rocky, you know, well, uh, who you had a box. And we were like, we're out. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? You had to box somebody? It, you know, yeah. And uh, so we took every test. 
And um, the fire department called me right away. So I, you had to go to these classes because at that time there was no females. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to go over eight foot walls. You had to do, put on the Scott Air Pack and walk on a two by four and it's a whole lot of stuff. So you went for their training. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I played ball. I was in great shape. And it, it, it was, uh, the physical was in the Sumner Avenue Armory in Brooklyn. And the thing was one of the largest buildings I've ever seen. It looked like Grand Central Station. It's mm-hmm. like so huge. And hot as hell. It was like you could see the, you know, the, the like in the desert when you see the, the waves. The mirage. Yeah. yeah. That's what it looked like in here. At the end of the whole thing, the whole thing, now you're in groups of seven. And you start bonding with the guys you're with because you're all in the same boat. So, you know, we're in groups of seven. At the end of the whole thing, you had to do a mile run mm-hmm. around that track. So we were all laying there. We're throwing water on us and everything. And suddenly you hear whistles blowing and all kinds of hell breaking loose. So we look over the balcony, and there's this guy, dead as a door now, laying there. Guy was a Green Beret. He had just gotten out. Mm-hmm. A Green Beret. Just gotten out of the service. And he died on doing the, run, the mile doing run. The run? Oh, God. I said, I'm out of here. Where do I sign? And they're begging me and pleading with me. I said, no, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah, but that's no, the no. thing with your That heart. happens on the PD, well, too. It, it, but, yeah, is, but it was something that said to me, no, this is not for me. Yeah. If the guy did the Green Beret, he's in phenomenal shape. It's just a question of the heart. It's, it's congenital like you have a bag heart disease. Whatever. From, yeah. I'm sure that's what happened. And there's an electronic thing. You know, I had... I was teaching CPR for a while, you know. But in those days, there was but, no CPR. There was no, but you know. But there's a thing with the heart. And if, if it loses its rhythm, then you go into cardiac arrest. Right, right. That's what the, uh, the artificial defibrillator well, The shock, right. yeah. It shocks the but heart it, back. But it's in. supposed to put it back in, in a certain in rhythm. rhythm. yeah. And for some reason, you know, sometimes people, the, the heart just loses that rhythm. And that's it. Well, I just... If you, if you don't have access it, to... It freaked uh, me out. Someone help you. <laughs> it freaked me out. And I said, I'm out of here. Uh-huh. And they were begging and pleading with me. You know, because you said I was a big guy, you know, I said, no, this this is not for me. And besides, you know, growing up where I grew up, um, especially the anti-crime cops were friendly to me. Uh, In those days, they used to ride around in their own cars. Or they used to use like recovered stolen cars. It was, it was Ralph Friedman who used to do that. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, but they used to use recovered stolen cars. Yeah, yeah. And it's ironic that the anti-crime cop who kind of took me under his wing was Louis Eppolito, who, oh God. you know, became oh, really? the, yeah. the mafia hitman yeah. cops. Yeah. Yeah. And I worked with the, yeah. the other guy, Kara Kappa. Yeah. His they brother, were both in Manhattan his brother was my lieutenant. They were both in no, Manhattan but his, No, but Kara Kappa, his brother was a housing lieutenant. Oh God. So I worked with him. Anyway, make a long story short, Louis used to take me under his wing. And he would, like, if he saw me in the schoolyard late at night, you know, they'd run through the schoolyard to grab what they could grab or whatever. They would grab me, throw me in the back of, the, of their car, drive me right home, give me a kick in the butt. And, you know, maybe it's, it was also a thing of uh, when something would happen and, you, you, you know, the cops would come. And in those days, you know, cops were all big. They were all tall because there's no height requirement. Right. You know, there was, there was a height requirement, think, rather. 5'10", right? yeah. 5'11", five, five, yeah. You had to be over 5'8 and a half. I think oh. that was the shortest you could that be. That disqualifies a lot of people. Yeah, you know? and half the job now. Yeah. <laughs> but that being said, something would happen, you know, in my neighborhood or so, on my block or the next block over, and you'd want to, you know, you'd be looking and, and trying to see and look through what's going on, and, you know, don't try to ask the cop what's going on because he would just, you know, push right, you out right. the way. But I used to say to myself, wow, they know what's going on. 
Take a walk. And I wanted to know. We used to hang out on the corner, 47th Street, 31st Avenue. And uh, we'd have a little radio there. We're getting fucked up. Cop car would pull up. The guy would roll down the window, the, the, opera, uh, the recorder. Hey, fellas, take a walk. And you know what? We picked up the radio and we started heading to the park. That's what you're supposed to do. We're going right in Tent Park. And but that's one what night, you're my friend to Tommy do. had some words. He mouthed off something. So the guy said, what did you say? The guy gets out of the car. And little did we know, but he had a... Slapper. Yeah, in his palm of his hand. Yeah. So he whacks my friend Tommy in the back of the head. Now Tommy's head splits wide open. And there's blood gushing everywhere. But we just keep walking. He takes his T-shirt off. He wraps it around his head. <laughs> and then we're walking to Ten Park. And at the same, it just looked like, you know, like that 4th of July thing. Because one kid's got the radio on his shoulder. <laughs> the kid's, my friend Tommy's got this and thing wrapped no around his head. And there was no complaint either. And there was right? no drama. <laughs> oh, shit. No civilian complaint. He just took nah, it like a man, right? That's I what remember you did. When the cops brought me home once. My mother answered the door. And uh, she sees the cop standing behind me. She just smacks me right in the face. Doesn't ask a question, nothing. What the hell were you doing? Whack. I could have been robbed. When we, <laughs> I when could have we, been taken hostage. Premature smack. When we were younger, like I said, you know, growing up in that neighborhood, my brother was a child of the 60s. He's eight years older than me. He's, he's gone now, but he's eight years older than me. So he fell into that, you know, oh. the heroin use and all that. Probably the cleanest, healthiest looking junkie you ever saw in your life. But because um, he lived at home. You know, uh, but his fun would be doing heroin. to call the 13 oh. in our house, <laughs> you say in our house. no, in our house uh, at four o'clock in the morning. Call the 13 at your house? Yeah. So, you know, he'd pick up the phone and, you know, he'd dial 911 uh, and he'd call, you know, 13 in our apartment just to mess with my father. Oh, for our civilian uh, listeners, a 1013 is a emergency patrolman. call assist patrolman for... That's the most serious assist call there is right. in the police department. Because your father, why would he do that to your father? Because he thought it was funny. And your father wasn't on the job, though, right? No, the my father one. was a salesman. And, and you know, they, you know, you get the police knock at the door. I would have kicked that kid right out. And, but <laughs> no one knew he did it. You know, uh-huh. he, he wasn't admitted. He would he would be laughing like... Uh, I guess it's pretty funny, though. You're 16 years old. You're 16 years old. You're high as a kite. It is pretty funny. Well, when, remember you know, nine remember when the Chinese up. restaurants first got caller ID? And, you know, because they would vet yeah. who was orders because they were getting right. robbed, like, left and right. And once they got caller ID, they were like, oh, these are the people that robbed us. <laughs> this number here, they rob us. And we're like, oh, this is a beautiful thing. And they order again. They call us, same people, same people. <laughs> We'd set up on I can tell you a funny story about that real quick. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> we had, a, we, we had a, a rash of those robberies when I was in anti-crime and housing on the west side in the 2-4. In the you know, in the Douglas House. Yeah. And they were called, there was like three Chinese takeout places all within like four or five blocks of each other. And they would call up and they'd order like $50 worth of food. Oh no, bring change of a hundred. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. After. That that was the next thing. I only got a hundred. Can you break it? And they'd order $50 worth of food. Yeah. So the poor guy would come with two shopping bags, where, you know, filled with, you know, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> chicken and fries, That's right. you know, ketchup and hot sauce. And you know, uh, I wish I had some of that right now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he'd get bopped over the head. They'd take the food, take the money. And and this was going on and on and on. And we were we were taking off our regular, you know, stuff to do this. So no one's making money. No one's making overtime. No one's making collars. All we're doing is following Chinese delivery boys. Mm-hmm. And the worst was, you know, we could only be in so many. We had two cars. So we had, one was a van, an extra long van, and the other was a regular unmarked on pay. So, you know, it, it got to be the point that 
it was getting ridiculous. So one of the guys had an idea. He says, let's go down to Chinatown and talk to somebody. So uh, we did. And we made a few inquiries on our own, you know, right by court. And uh, we spoke to somebody. And because, look, all these Chinese places, they play protection. Yeah. So we were telling them, look, you guys take care of this because you're, you're your own people losing money. And what's going to happen is they're going to shut down. And that you so they got the money. Yakuza. They, all I know is we Bruce get, Lee showed up with his shirt off. The, three or four days later, we're out there again following delivery boys. And we hear a job come over the radio for uh, a number of men assaulted in uh, 840 Columbus. So we respond. You know, it was assault in progress. But it said a number of victims. So we respond. And there are five guys, all, you couldn't tell which body part matched who. They were all discombobulated. Was it a machete attack here? No, no. They they weren't bleeding. They were bleeding internally. Oh, good. But... Must have been Andrew I don't know if it was (laughs) what gang it was. It was somebody that came and, and... that was it. Condition some corrected. martial art. Condition corrected. <laughs> yeah. Street justice. That was it. Condition yeah, I love corrected. Street justice, man. Yeah. You know, five went to the hospital, and that was it. Condition corrected. Beautiful thing. And no one could ID. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it was great. So when you went to uh, when you graduated the academy, when did they tell you that you were you were going to go to housing? Was it that so, okay, before you went in the academy? Obviously. At that time, there was a three-in-one rule, which I don't know how the city ever got away with it, where. Literally, they had three lists, mm-hmm. a white list, a black list, and a Hispanic list. And if if you were, let's say you scored a 99 mm-hmm. on the white list, and the guy behind you was a 98, he's not going. They have to go to the black list and see who's the highest on the black list. Mm-hmm. And then he goes. And then they go to the Hispanic list and see who's the highest on the Hispanic list. I mean, and the, that's, how that's they did who it. was going to housing, you mean? No, that's who was going on the job, period. Oh, period. Okay. It was one in three. Mm-hmm. Now, the whole thing was you could pick housing or transit because, you know, people were familiar with transit because... You know, every, yeah, everyone rides in no subways. We're not going to go to transit. No, but I'm saying, yeah. but if people Nobody are familiar the with the department, right? Very but, few people, unless you had family uh, on the job that told you about uh, about how, unless you lived in the projects or had, you know, or knew about you, you had no idea there was a housing police. And um, there was there was a little. I was holding. I was supposed to go in the July '81 class in NYPD. Yeah, what I'm saying though is when you go, when you got, when you went to the academy, when I went in. That night, when you got sworn in, you stood on the line, you gave me a tax number, and they looked on the list, and they said, um, city. Right. Is that what they did with you? No. What happened was, with me, I was due to go in the July 81 class. In March, there was a little blurb in the chief, mm-hmm. the chief's of civil, service, civil newspaper. service newspaper. Right. And um, it was a little blurb that said housing had the minority quota filled. So they were looking to have a non-minority class. Wow. So we were so we were a class of fifty five, uh-huh. five women, two black, no Hispanic, and we went in in between. We were sworn in in April thirteenth of eighty one. We were the last housing academy class. 
solely housing. So that was a different test, the housing test? No, we came off the regular NYPD test. But thereafter, everyone went to the NYPD Police Academy, and they told right, and then they were then they were either told or picked or whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah, but we chose the ones who were in that class. All the ones that were in that class. All yeah, and the reason I knew about it housing was because where I grew up, and also the fact that one of my good friends, who I know prior to the job, his brother was a housing cop. Uh-huh. And we used to, in those days, they worked specifically out of projects, different projects. And he used to do vacation relief. So he basically lived out of his trunk. So he would be, let's say, in a certain project in Brooklyn, you know, so we would go visit him, bring him food or, you know, whatever, libations, and, you know. <laughs> and uh, we'd go down in the, you know, the call room and shoot his gun into the phone books and stuff. You know, it was a great <laughs> job. And, uh, no, he, you wouldn't see a boss for months or whatever. And uh, it was it, it was just a wonderful thing. We went to John J. Annex. That's where we were trained. It was on 54th and 10th. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a parking lot across the street, pay parking. Um, I had a, a big car. Because I, I had been a... Uh, narcotic investigator for health and hospital for two years prior. So I had prior law enforcement. And uh, so Did I that count at hmm? the end of your pension or what? Those yeah, I had to buy it back. Oh, okay. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't count. So because it's, a semi, it's a quasi-city then. agency, health and hospital. So that gave you 22 years? When you 23. 23. Yeah. Cool. So um, what happened was it was great. I used to make money because we used to carpool. And that, that would cover the gas and the, the parking. And, you know... Which housing did you work in? In Brooklyn? When I grad... No, never. I never worked in Brooklyn because I never wanted a shit where I You know, this world is too... They say New York's a big place. It's really not. Mm-hmm. It's too small. And I never wanted to run into someone in the King's Plaza Mall or something that I had to deal with on the street. You know, I never wanted to go, take, you know, walk out or do whatever, you know, be at a restaurant with a young lady or something and run into something. It happened right. to me once in the city. And uh, I wasn't carrying my gun. It was in the summer. And uh, it was a, a, a very uncomfortable it experience. It is an uncomfortable and thing when you see someone. It turned out I had no, to this day, I have no idea who the guy was. But he sent a bottle of wine to my table. He came and thanked me. He said, if it wasn't for you, I'd never be here with my wife and kids today. I don't know. Maybe I printed him for someone. I have no idea. I might have given him a cigarette. I don't know. I had no idea who this guy what was. What kind of wine did he get you? <clears throat> it was a good bottle. Of it was a good Merlot. But I'm just saying, I was telling the girl, let's drink this and get the hell out of here. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm still panicking, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it just tells to show you. you. You never know. They remember you. They'll sure, remember you. Sure. But, you, you know, you, but you know something? That's involved why they in so always, many arrests. That's why you they always remember. tell you, always treat everyone nice. Oh, yeah. well, that's, you know, I was very true. fortunate. See, that's the one thing about housing. When the guys graduated the NYPD Academy, they had to go for like two weeks of like brain surgery to, to get them into the housing mode of right. thinking. And and the housing mode of thinking was what everyone is claiming that's theirs, community policing. Right, right. Because let's face it, you were, basically you were thrown into a project on foot and every project is like a little world unto itself. Yeah. You know, even if it's, Two blocks away from another project. It's it's so different. The the ethnicities, the you know, yeah, the way people act. Really it, it, it's it's like 
you're going from another country to sure. another country yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And like it, another town. Yeah, exactly. And and the, the moods are different, the people are different, you know. And you'd be thrown in there. And you, again, like you said, treat my father always drum this into me. You know, you, you, you get more flies with honey than vinegar. No, absolutely. And or, and these old timers, because remember, we were dealing, we were the first group to come in from when these guys were laid off in 75. The 73 classes, there were two, and they were huge classes. And all these guys were, Viet, most of them were Vietnam vets. They right. were like, okay, we're back, we got jobs, we're stable, we got married, we bought houses, bang, we get pink slips. So they're all just going through the paces, you know, because they're so disgruntled. And now we come and we're all full of piss and vinegar. We want to hit the streets. We brought them back to life. And these guys would teach us the right way to deal with people. You know, your mouth is your best. Yeah, no, absolutely. Is your, your yeah. best weapon. And I try to teach this and still listen to my son now. And I can't even tell my son war stories anymore. But you know what I think, you know what I think <laughs> you happened know? a lot? I think that when uh, the PD became so numbers-driven... And so Comstat driven, and that was that they threw out a lot of that good, the good. You know, I remember you'd go into someone's apartment, and they weren't the target, and you were in there for some reason. And someone would see weed and lock the guy up. What was the point of that? You, know, you just made an enemy, exactly. And he had nothing to do with you this know what I would shooting do? or this murder. You know we what I would do? I would let's say you know we had to do vertical patrols, yeah. all right. And I wasn't. I was only in uniform for ten months, and very rarely did I walk a foot post. If there was only if we had like double squads working, then and even then I try to find the worst RMP, the one with the two by fours holding up the front <laughs> seats, and you know it leaked, and you had to put duct tape around the windshield and whatever. That was all our cause. <laughs> but I'm just saying, that, you know, if I could ride, I rode. If I couldn't, there were certain places I wanted to work on foot because that's where the nicest girls were or, yeah. or whatever. And um, you know, a lot of the projects there were a lot of decent working class people, and that's who you were doing the job for. Yes, and. You'd go in there, and you'd be surprised. You know, you'd pull, someone would pull your coat and say, you know, watch Johnny over there. He's starting to hang with the wrong people or whatever. And that carried over to being, a, you know, into anti-crime. And to this day, I have the same cell phone number that I've had for over 20 years. And I will occasionally... You that phone from John Schlager? <laughs> <laughs> My original one, yes. <laughs> He knew he's doing cars now. <laughs> but that being said, um, I still, I think about seven months ago, I got a call, like four in the morning, that someone was shot. I don't do that uh, no more. And, and, and <laughs> I said, okay. And I called over to the 2-3, yeah. and uh, I got the squad, and I told them, listen, there's a guy shot over on 104th at first. And they're like, who are you? You're who? Why? You're tired. And I told them, listen, a former CIA man called me. And this guy is basically telling me to go screw the detective? Yeah. And and I said, listen, pal, I'm just passing the information. I'm trying to do the right thing. Okay? And in the background, you hear it come over the I radio, hear the right? beeps yeah. come over, wow. the radio, and, you know, be units in the two or three, be advised, we have a 10, 10 male shot, yeah, one or yeah, four on one. Yeah. What a genius, I, And right? I said, oh, you're welcome. And I hung up, yeah. you know? Meanwhile, he may be a, been able to get the name of your CI, interview him. Like I said. more, but idiot. You know, the new police yeah, doesn't exactly. want to know what just happened, you know. You know, and I had that happen to me quite a few times when, yeah. you know, you had... Because, you know what it is? They think you're buffing out. Yeah, they I, think you're buffing. I'm trying to do know? the right thing. Yeah, yeah, but they don't. They think you're a buff. Exactly. You know? But 
Look, they can take whatever they it's, want. Um, it's it's a gift to uh, to be able to to schmooze to, to oh yeah, to work I could a room. still. Oh, my wife's from the neighborhood. Well, I, I think my mother-in-law still up. All three of us probably. Andrew doesn't. No, no way he has that. But us three, we have that. I'm just kidding. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> but the Andrew will is, have it after the 27th funny, episode of this. Uh, it's a funny. It's a funny thing that, and it works really well if you can do it as a police officer. You know, oh yeah, you, you can have to be able to get you know, anything to you want to, you know, to bullshit your way and, and talk and and almost politic around. You know, well, that's what I taught my son. I said, listen, if you got a foot post, you know, along a stretch of you know Nicobacca Avenue or whatever, you know, poke your head into every store. And, and you know, Scotty, and those skills that you learn on a foot post stay with you when you become a detective. Oh, without a and doubt. And then that's how it becomes your interview skills. Yep. Yeah, interviewing, interrogating, well, that, that all comes from learning how to do that. It didn't take me long. How to I came on the job, yeah. I was 25 already, and I had a good sense of, you know, picking up, and um, I wasn't out there three days before I, I knew this guy in the one of the bodegas, and they had the back room over there. I used to grab a soda, go back there with a sandwich, eat, watch the game. You know, he keep the radio on. It doesn't take you long to figure it out. No. But some, some do. takes them a real long time. Like where I live, you know, in the 6-1, I mean... You got to hear some of these kids, the, the, these when I see kids, these cops mm-hmm. talk to people. Yeah, yeah. You know, and meanwhile, if you stuck them in the seven five, mm-hmm. they'd be peeing in their pants. You know, and and these yet they're all big and tough. Right, in, right. Over there, I mean, you know, you should remember they used to have the the A house, the B house, the yeah, C yeah. house, and of course that's not politically correct anymore. Right. You know. But I, I don't believe you should be allowed to go to a precinct like that unless you have a certain amount of time. Yeah, but how many people a, that come on the police department, day one, have no intention of ever doing police work? They come on, next thing you well, know, they're the a bennies. captain and they're in law school. For the and bennies, yeah, yeah, and they, they never did any You think any anybody police comes work. on the job like that? Yeah, I think I do. There are. I there do. are a few. I haven't yeah, counted I think them. you'd have to know somebody and they'd have to tell, like your parent would have to tell you this is what you're going to do. You're going to go on and do this, that, and the other because... For me, I don't know. Maybe I'm like an Well, how about someone that goes into the academy with two years on and never leaves? Well, These I think, people exist. I think <laughs> they go in with with this. Maybe it's in the in the very back of their mind. I'm, you know, I'm going to just be careful while I can, and take advantage of those opportunities. And then when you get out, you see, oh, this is possible. I could I could go back to the academy and work. Well, there. The, the right. ironic thing with my son, even though he was basically 11 years older than most of his contemporaries in his class. My son's been a gym rat for years, so he's got like zero body fat, mm-hmm. and he was pacing at 33. He's pacing these 22 year olds. Does he have abs? He's got abs. Everyone has abs. It's how's just how much no, beer they drink how's whether how's they can steal them. okay? <laughs> he's good. And they Probably told him. Shredded wheat. <laughs> no, they told him. They said, hey, you know. I figure his biceps. Did you ever think about, you ever think about no, becoming a gym instructor? Is that part of you or what? <laughs> yeah, it's coming out. <laughs> they asked him, if you ever think about becoming a gym instructor, yeah. give us a call. And then he... No, I mean, who doesn't, doesn't want to be a gym instructor? I mean, it's the no, best but I, job I used ever. to remember Think coming back to the academy you see, First of all, the academy, I go to the academy every week because I worked there. As a, I worked in the CIT. I do the acting mm-hmm. there. But you got to see that the, the facility is amazing. The gym. Excuse oh, the new one? Oh. Excuse it's, me. It's, it's like a college. I couldn't believe it when I went. Can I come to your class without being a member of the NYPD just to watch? It's like a show. It's like a comedy show, right? No, it's not a show. It's not a comedy show at all, man. I'm trying to commit suicide. Every week I sit there trying to kill myself. You're playing a suicidal EDP? Yeah, I play uh, Suicide Cop. Oh, okay. Oh, Suicide Cop. Oh, okay. Well, I shouldn't. Listen, I don't want to give it away because, uh, you know, you have future 
Oh, EDP, by the way, for a non-police personnel is emotionally disturbed person. And they even cleaned that up to emotionally distressed person, right? Disturbed was too harsh <laughs> of a word. They changed it to distressed, as if that really changes everything. It's just a word. I know. I remember when they used to come in the squad and they, uh, the sergeant say, oh, from now on, when we do your fives, you can't use this word anymore. And people used to get all pissed up. Oh, this fucking bullshit. And I'm like, who gives a shit? Just change the word. <laughs> no, they couldn't use the word housing project. It was a housing development. development. Yeah, yeah. They had to be like I refuse to say that word. That was ridiculous. I choke on but it. But if you said it's it at project. Comstat, if you said I was in the project, they'd be like, oh, my God. You mean the developments? Yeah. Yes, that's what I mean. The development. <laughs> that's what, exactly what I'm talking about. People yeah. getting bent on it. Like, but the, oh, but you know, don't start chief, it. Don't start your five off you. with TPO. Remember, yeah. every five was with TPO. Now that, they don't want you. They didn't saves, want you doing that. They that want you to write senses, it out. Right? I know, but they didn't want it anymore. So, you know, people get. Oh, oh no, oh, you know what? They didn't like either on the five. The undersigned. They didn't like that. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it. I, I. Well, what do they call it? FBI pros or something? Isn't that the way of writing? Pro. P-R-O-S-E, yes. Yeah, they, that's the style right. of writing. And, yeah. you know, the, undersigned, the, the undersigned I slash O, that's investigating right. officer. That's yeah. right. Like if you didn't know how to write a five out for a particular thing, you just went through the book. <laughs> oh, like you for an EC? When you, you end an EC? Rez, the same Reznick, exact five Reznick was you. big on all of that shit, man. He used to, he, the most obnoxious thing you could do as a boss to a detective was physically write on their five. Oh. Uh -huh. Like, this sucks or something. Uh -huh. Like, are you kidding me? And uh -huh. Resnick used to tell you to do that, you know, uh -huh. write on the detective's five if he doesn't do what you ask him to do. See, and you, the detective you, would freak. You bring up Resnick. Carbons, right? You bring up Resnick. Uh, Resnick, again, you know, I know for years he was the two, three anti-crime sergeant when I was in, in housing crime. And we had such, our units had such great rapport that if our boss wasn't around, you know, he would take us so we didn't have to go in the bag. And uh, we worked joint investigations together. We would used to hook up in Jefferson Park and we would do. You know, our own little, you know, you take the north end of the block, we'll take right. the south end of the block, we'll converge. You know, it's like a military operation. And through my career. This was narcotics? Uh, well, in housing, we didn't have a narcotic unit at the time. So the Antic, we worked a, a, a five and two. And we had Sundays and Mondays off. And I mean, you were the to study three to for narcotics? Well, we did, we did three days of narcotics, usually observation sales. Mm -hmm. You know, we used to have, look, you know, empty apartments and stuff we had with the master keys. The, OP, the OPs. Yeah, the OPs. Observational. And uh, <laughs> we do, sometimes we'd use a flash roll. You know, you put like a 10 with newspapers around it. And because, you know, an offer constitutes a buy. And we would do three days of drugs and then two days of robbery patterns or go out looking for guns. Wait a minute. You said an offer constitutes a buy. Yeah. In other words. So give me an, I said, okay. hey, do you have pot? That's a buy? No, no. If... If you have a conversation with me and you say to me, are you looking? And you specify what you're looking for. Yeah, I want, and the guys, I'm, I'm looking for a, a, a I'm looking a for a bag. I'm looking for dope. I'm, I'm looking, looking whatever. for a 40. Yeah, whatever. 40 bag. Whatever. So the guy says, I got. Now, you take out your flash roll. Okay. Oh, okay. And then he takes out the dope to mm -hmm. make the exchange. That constitutes a sale. And the flash Without having was to just make because it. you didn't have Because didn't we didn't use. have buy money. Why not? Because <laughs> well, we were wait, housing. Wait, first, of, <laughs> well, first of all, they were, let, they were letting <laughs> you guys it. do buys. And well, again. No, that's just the purview of narcotics. But when you days. say letting us, there was no narcotic unit in house. Yeah. So yet the drugs were rampant. Yeah. You know, in those days, we had certain spots like 
112th Atlantic. That was the angel dust capital in the world at that, at that time. Dust you know, is a must. If dust is a must for the people, that's what we used to say. <laughs> you know, and... Oh, uh, man, dust. And, I smoked uh, dust you know. once, man. <laughs> I was like 15 years old. This kid, Teddy, he got, may rest in peace, he just passed away a couple months ago. Uh, he's the right Teddy. And he, he said to me, um, he want to go get some smoke. So I was like, yeah, right. So he uh, he says, we how, old, get you. how old were you at this 15. point? Oh, 15. Maybe 14. He says, I gotta, we got to get you a bike. We got to take a ride. So he gets me a BMX bike. Now, mind you, I'm 14 years old. I was, I've been six foot four since I was like six. <laughs> at, at birth. So I'm like, I'm this BMX bike. And we're in Astoria, Queens. And uh, we start riding to get this smoke. And uh, next thing you know, we're going over the Triborough Bridge. I'm like, yo, where the fuck is this smoke? He goes, no, we're good. It's in the Heights. So we go to Washington Heights. He runs in this building. He comes out. And then he, uh, he rolls one, and then we light it up. And then I take two pulls on it. And I'm like, this it tastes funny. I can't feel my feet. I said, this weed weed tastes funny. He goes, it's not weed, man. It's It's dust. I was like, what? They didn't even use weed. (laughs) Next thing you know, all six foot four of me is uh, driving a BMX bike (laughs) back over the Triborough Bridge. But now I'm dusted, man. Oh, Oh, it's the scariest thing I've had to do in my life. I literally saw a kid on dust get hit by the Madison Avenue bus going northbound. The bus driver nearly had a heart attack. Kid got up and walked away. Oh man! Now I don't know what happened to the next day, but he got up and walked away. They always used to say. Well, I just want to preface. Uh, it's not preface because I, the preface comes before. I just want to. <laughs> I just want to say about that story that uh, somebody somebody drugged me. His name was Teddy. That's not what I wanted to do. I did not conspire to do that. He, I was actually physically drugged, and uh, I'd imagine the statute of limitations on that crime is, it's is over, over I so I can't arrest him. And plus, he's dead. So when you got interviewed for the police department, did you bring up that story? No, I, uh, somehow, <laughs> it, somehow it that, slipped, that slipped your yeah. mind. That story. This is the first time I'm remembering that story in all these years. But <laughs> it may not even happen. <laughs> it might have just you made it up. You know, I'm a comedian. I can make stuff up on the spot. But see, we right, had wait, we wait, had wait. pill we're gonna, corners. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna take a break okay. now. We're gonna refill our tea. Even though you didn't drink tea, you drank water. Um, I'm going to refill my tea. No more tea for you, Bill? You're not doing tea I'm no more? I'm just drinking water. All right. All right. We're going to go into the, the second half with Scott Wagner. But before we do that, we're going to we take wanna a break. Co- what do we want to cover in part two? We want to talk about his, uh, the homicide cases. career. Aaron Key, maybe his hostage negotiations. Yeah, stuff. let's cover that. We don't want to talk about his antique business, do we? Well, I don't know if he wants to talk about nah. that. He said he wanted to. <laughs> nah. <laughs> We Save cover, that for we, September. We, we, <laughs> cover, we cover everything on this show. We're like jacks of all trades here. All right, so uh, that, that that concludes part one. Uh, Police off the cuff here with uh, Scott Wagner. I'm excited about part two, man. Cool. Yeah. 